Go. Good morning. You are listening to Face to Face with host Tina Bennett and Karen Kazadian. Karen and Tina are attorneys practicing family law throughout central New York, and they bring to this show their often opposing views on various legal and social issues affecting their separate practices, clients, and court system. We are live, by the way, and feel free to call in if you have a comment or a question. The number is 315-656-2231. Tina has her main office located at 104 Center Street, Suite 130, Canastota, New York, and Syracuse, located at 109 Twin Oaks Drive. Tina can be reached at 315-407-DADS. That's 315-407-3237. Tina's practice focuses primarily on father's rights and custody disputes. For Tina, father's rights is not an area of law, it's how she practices law. Tina is an advocate for fathers inside the courtroom as well as out of the courtroom, as you may find her at a rally or event promoting father's rights and legislation that addresses iniquities in the court system. Karen has her main office located at 34 Oxford Road, New Hartford, and has a Syracuse location as well at 2700 Bellevue Ave. Her phone number is 315-724-2900. Karen's practice also focuses on family court, custody, and divorce. Her practice includes labor and employment rights in the workplace, discrimination, and other civil litigation. Karen has been an attorney for 35 years and has much to contribute to this show as far as her experiences and perspectives. So now, today... Well, first we have to say, Tina, from time to time during this show, you're going to hear opinions regarding various legal and other matters, none of which are to be construed as legal advice or as creating any attorney-client relationship in the show may be construed as legal advertising. If you have legal questions pertaining to a given situation, you should consult with an attorney and may not rely on any matters discussed by Tina or me here today. But you can call us if you need legal advice. Or you can call in today at 315-656-2231. The number again is 315-656-2231. So, what? Oh, we always have to talk about Rick Foley, Richard Foley, professional tile installation. Rick is my husband, also a co-host. His number is 315-416-2800, and as Karen Kinzadian always says, if you want the wow factor, contact Rick. Absolutely. But Rick's nickname on this show is Reality Rick because he gives his, not his advice, but he puts his two cents in where it's needed and gives us a completely different perspective as to what's going on. Oh, yeah. And today we also have Tim Sherlock, who works in my office, who is an uh, ex-CPS worker for Seneca County. He's also, or he was a licensed mental health professional until tragedy struck. And now he works within my office, and we're going to do a lot different and more different things at my office. He's fantastic. Oh, so what we're going to talk about this morning that Karen has no idea. We're going to start off with what happens if you... Um, hold on, hold on. We'll start off by the typical day of Rick Foley. You wake up on a Sunday morning and you had this thing all planned out and things just go completely sideways. Continue. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rick woke up to loud... I woke up to... <laughs> and so we need to start the day off 
to give a shout out to the district attorney of Oswego County, who's Greg Oaks. Who's Greg Oaks? He great is. Guy. Uh, yeah, he's a great guy. Great he's guy. Fantastic, and that's what all counties need in a district attorney is somebody who is likable. He's involved in his community. He actually cares about what's going on, and it's not really a job for him where he's looking for the power. Because if he were, he would be on the radio giving his opinion. He's he's quiet. He laid he's laid back. He has two great kids. He has a wonderful wife that he loves. He's he's an all around great guy. And on top of it, he's willing to volunteer for me and be a judge every year for. The Move New York court. State Bar Association's uh, regional mock trial competition. So he's an overall great guy. So he also so, doesn't mind waking up at six o'clock in the morning for a text <laughs> message. Yeah. So Greg helped me out this morning because I'm not like everybody knows. I'm not a criminal lawyer, but on occasion things occur where I need to address issues that affect my clients. So when that happens, I have to step in and be the intermediary before they find a criminal law attorney, I should say. So Karen's giving me the look like, what the heck happened this morning? So without giving names. I don't know whether I'm going to cringe or laugh. <laughs> You're not going to laugh. Oh, okay. It's just, well, it's just. Same time. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not even a laughable subject, but I, I can no, tell not. you it happens on a regular basis with one particular law firm that every case I have, and it either starts with an order of protection. Oh, yeah. And if they don't get an order of protection and then they go to court and don't get their way, well, guess what? In Oswego County, if you don't get your way in family court, well, the sheriff's department is literally at the entrance of the public safety building, so people can just not get their way, then go file a criminal complaint. Uh. And it, it's, I don't want to say revolting, but, you know, if you live in Oswego County and you, you want fairness in family court or in Supreme Court if you're going through a divorce, it becomes difficult if you have attorneys out there or litigants out there that know, hey, I know what the system is. Don't get what I want. I'll go I'll go next door. I'll walk down that hall. So walking down that hall today. I know Karen. What time are we talking about? We're talking about 6:30 this morning. You were at the sheriff's department? No, I was oh. supposed to be at 7, but okay. because the alarm didn't go off and I actually had Tim stay over so we could go do what we needed to do. It's pitch black outside. Yes. You know, I'm sorry. It's Sunday. Yes. I do recently work seven days a week, but I mean, I mean, come on. Have okay, some I'm on the edge of my seat, Tina. Just, get... just know he, he helped out this morning. I can't go into details, okay. but I can't. I know Tim really wants to. I'll tell you after the, after the show, but like he's a really great guy. So, but back to um, what happens, and that's why we need to talk. Like you, I know you don't do it, but we do know there's a pattern. We talked about it before about it's easy for people to get orders of protection. It's easy to immediately disrupt a person's life by doing that. It's immediately disruptive to somebody if, if they get a call from a sheriff not expecting it and saying, hey, you need to come down here because we need to talk to you about what's going on in family court or whatever. And... Oh, and by the way, we need to process you and get you arrested. 
So you have it. You, I don't think you have it because primarily your clients. I find that it's different court to court. There's no consistency. You don't know. I, I've known women and men that have gone for orders of protection and been denied when they clearly, in my opinion, should have gotten them. So I see it on the other side. Right, but you don't have it where there's easy access. I mean, in Oswego County, it's different. The, the access to the sheriff's department is too easy. I, Literally, I I you don't them. get your way. I have seen you walk them out of down the hall. I am amazed at how easy you just you, they they issue them um, just on your word, um, and there doesn't even need to be a commission of a crime in Oswego to get an order of protection because, out of family court. But they're <clears> but they're <throat> from what I've seen. But because they air, they're going to always say they err on the side of caution. But not in Oneida County. In Oswego County, who issues the order of protection? The Sheriff's Department? No. no. Family court judge. Well, but that's why, why I'm saying family court judges allowing. But they're they all but, have their own policies on them. Right. But what I'm saying in this instance, this person and and a lot of them, like Karen was saying, she sees it more often than not. I see the opposite. They're not giving the orders of protection. They're also they're saying, hey, you're already in family court, so. Let's address it there. Why are you going to take it to the next level when you already are asking for the court to help you with what's going on in your lives well, right now? Right, and fortunately now family court, it, uh, the, the court system got onto this and now, now you have IDV court. So even when that happens, Tina, our, your, your, our clients need to know, they will be combined. The, the two cases will be combined in front of a family court judge. The criminal case and the uh, family court matter will be combined if you have family court going on if you don't have family court going on and you're in divorce court that it's won't same, happen no but it's the same thing it'll yes. go to idv it'll we know in onondaga county there's judge young handles idv court in oswego county it's judge cider is right. doing it right now but right. the damage is done right once you once that person already has a pending action and like I said, I, I don't like these people. We need to have a happy society, not a vindictive society. You already are asking the court in one level for relief. And just because you don't get your way, you think it's appropriate to now to completely disrupt the other side's life, which in my view, once you pull the trigger and say, hey, I want police intervention, you're now asking, I don't think now you're a fit parent. You're you already went to court. You filed your paperwork. Now the judge is saying no. I see this perspective instead, right? Right. I'm just right. I'm just saying I mean, it's that too is often. Definitely one perspective. I this, kinda, yes, Tim. Yeah, Tim, kind Tim of kind of to address that. I do know certain court systems. So if you look at Niagara County, we go out outside a little bit here. Niagara County, Monroe County, the judges have put together a program where they are actually. Um, having, I just read it the other night on, on the internet, um, so everything's true. But they're having the families take this parenting course, which the judges directly address in a video, that no longer will they tolerate this pointing of fingers, one-upping, he said, she said. So if the judge sees you not getting your way and then, well, I'm just going to do this other thing, I'm going to throw a tantrum like a child, it actually counts against you in the family court proceeding, which is really, I think, interesting and a great movement to have. And I'd like to see that happen more out here. I think there should be an order going both ways. If you, if you get an order of protection and you say, I don't want this person around me, there needs to be one issued where you stay away from that person as well. That would also help. But what happens is even when there's two people 
in the conflict. Only one person's going to get the sword or the shield, however they however they use it. And not, uh, now, I mean, just talking to another, I'll give a shout out to him because we Sal still don't know. We no. still don't know what happened this morning, Tina. I know, I can't I, tell Oh, so now you, you can't tell me. No. I know, because we can't talk Wait. about cases, just know District Attorney Gregory Oaks, Intervened guy. at 7 this morning for you? Yes. Yeah, or 6.30 this morning and made sure something didn't happen that was going to happen and that something that needed to happen would transition smoothly that's really great and that that's is really great that's unique that's a unique swigo county that's a unique district attorney and that's why i'm saying you're not going to get it like no. I, you're talking there's that huge we can talk about the local race here but i wanted to continue a little bit about what tim was saying where you were talking about the reciprocal orders of protection right but let's I, tell the folks who they're listening to this That's morning. right. You're listening to Karen Kanzadian and Tina Bennett. We're live. We want people to call in now. We've been on the radio long enough. We're a couple of attorneys that sometimes you want to listen to and sometimes you want to turn off. But the number here, if you want to call in, is 315-656-2231. If you want to call Tina for le expert legal advice, oh, her, you can reach her at 315 407 Three two three seven. That's four zero seven dads, and you can reach me at three one five seven two four twenty nine hundred. And the reason Karen and I came together on this show, just so you know, we're not trying to create further litigation or stress for people in court. Right. You have to understand that our approach is completely different than other lawyers. We want people to ha walk away and have a good experience with their lawyer. And we be in control of the outcome. And, and understand what's going on through the process. And just like Tim, a long time ago, I represented Tim. The majority of my clients, they stay in touch. And if they ever want to call or have an issue, they can. They know how to find well, me. they got 21 years to go. 21? When they go, well, when they, when they oh. go into family court and these kids like, are what? children, think about that. <laughs> no, think about that. It doesn't, it doesn't end. It doesn't okay. end after the first court appearance. They're going to have issues all through. Right, but, ho well, that's if you're coming from them when they're an infant. But I'm just saying the experience needs to be better for them, and that includes their experience with the various judges. And I know, Karen, because you do, um, what do you call it? You do civil litigation. Right. So you're at a different uh, level than I am because right. I'm not doing civil litigation. So... I see other attorneys' perspectives about family court. They look at us attorneys that we don't know what we're doing. It's beneath them. I mean, when people think that lawyers think they're superior than everybody else because they cop an attitude generally, um, just think about lawyers that practice family court. There's right. no respect for no. people who do divorces or family court because the other attorneys that are doing personal injury, med malpractice, or representing business, look at them, corporate America. Right. And they're like poo-pooing it, but they're part of the problem too. I don't. Well, well, I think what you're also trying to say is the family court practice and the attorneys in that system are affecting people's lives directly and and perm and often permanently and i and and it has to be taken extremely seriously it isn't like another court case i've said this many times on the show and our get and with our guests that we've we've had including tim how the lawyer can make such a difference in in success and failure 
within the family, depending on how they handle the case. And that includes even the attorney for the children. And, exactly. And how I've become the naysayer that I, I don't like them. I don't think they're necessary. Just, just hear me out. Because the truly good ones, there's not enough of them. The ones that actually see the process, the process in family court isn't to rip families apart. It's become that way. So if it's truly about the children, then we have to drill it back to the children. You cannot take the position, even that we, the children don't want to see their mother. I'm sorry. And then don't take the position where a guy really, you know what, he's happy with the, the way the mother's raising the children and says, hey, I'm willing to take every other weekend. I can do evenings, but don't be that woman that then turns around. He only wanted every other weekend and a couple hours he's not a parent. Well, you're lucky he said you're a good parent. Come on, give the respect back. Right. The, the, <laughs> Rick knows I, that. I have, I have to say this: this whole role of the attorney for the child. I, I just recently went to a seminar in Albany. Oh yeah, you're, you're and, trying to become one, which yes, would be fantastic. Yes, I'm becoming certified. But what the back in the day, Tina? If you remember, we were law guardians. We weren't attorneys for the children. The role for for that for for children's attorneys has completely changed into almost a purely advocacy role. The only time you can ethically now, and it's like in, in the rules, the only time you can ethically go beyond what your, your client is telling you if they're able to communicate is if they are in imminent harm. Almost like what Tim was talking about with, uh, with the standards with social services. This, the, if you keep, you know, unless they're in, the, in, in danger of serious physical harm or neglect, and uh, you, you can't go past what that child wants. And that means you've put the child in the adversarial position. Exactly. So what is the purpose of having an attorney for the child? Because, like you said, unless there's imminent harm, what are you going to say? My child wants to live with... Actually, he says, forget it. I don't want to live with either parent. I want to go live with Grandma because guess what? Grandma buys Captain Crunch, and she lets me sit with my face in my phone. That's right. And while, while that's happening... You know, if I want something out of the refrigerator, I just bark orders at her. One of the examples they gave on your on your application, which I failed, by the way. <laughs> I did. I did. They give you a little mini quiz. And I flunked because I couldn't believe it either. Basically, they gave a fact pattern where the child is 16 years old, doing nothing but playing video games with mom. Mom is more concerned with her social life, isn't spending any time with the child, the child's home often by himself and not allowed to be with dad okay because of whatever the the order the order was so dad comes in and he he moves to chain you know for a modification and the question was what position should the attorney for the child take no modification uh modification but child still lives with mom or complete modification to dad what would it be t tina i already know what kid gets to choose right there's no modification. That is the position. So despite the fact that your client's failing in school, not getting any parenting, um, uh, you know, probably not on a good path and would maybe even be better off in dad's home, your position has to be no modification. Right. And that's why I don't even know what you want to call it, but the standards need to change because we're destroying families. 
and you have that's why I'm saying there's no purpose to have an attorney for the child because if the position isn't merely to involve the child well guess what the child can't hide in the darkness the child actually needs to come to court so if a 16 year old is making the stand hey mom doesn't make me do anything and mom just wants and, and on the flip side there's the money aspect well I'm not gonna force him to go because if I force him to go he might like it over there then I might lose whatever money I'm getting or benefits I'm getting. On the that, other hand, I don't think kids would confide in their attorney if they didn't know their position was going to be adequately represented. And it's not really up to the judge, not the lawyer, to decide what's best for the children anyway, Tina. So it might be better for the system to have the child's position clear-cut that they have a voice in this and that they don't have to go necessarily sit with a judge to have that voice, which is an incredibly intimidating um, situation to have to pick between your parents. And, and here's a situation now where they can confide in their lawyer, not have the lawyer tell them, not have the lawyer even disclose what, what, uh, what choice they're making, but simply advocate a position. And psychologically, that may very well, I would ask Tim, that may very well um, be better for the child but it's not like even because, speak. no, but I already had that. We, I have it every day. <laughs> oh, we're not going to say the position, but I'm going to advocate for this. Well, you just gave up their position. Well, I'm sorry. You did that by saying you can't. But they're the ones that really suffer in these situations. Right, so why should they get, why is a, why is a seven-year-old getting a choice? Why is an eight-year-old? Why is a nine-year-old? Why is all of a sudden a 16-year-old, like you said, who can completely lock themselves up, who might need mental health counseling, uh, not get what is needed because now you're going to have attorneys. And I'm not but talking. But that's up to the judge. You're right. The, the, but the law guardian isn't, or the attorney for the child isn't necessarily going to win the position, but they have to advocate for it. Right. And then but, it's up to the judge. Right. But if, if there's never a trial, you really never hear the facts of the case. And most well, people. Well, whose fault is that? But most people are afraid to go to trial. Exactly. And I hear attorney, I mean, I hear people that come through my office, even with consults, because they've had prior lawyers that. You know, they're told, okay, if you want to go to trial, not using names, it's going to cost you $7,000. Well, the sticker shock alone is going to prevent you from going to trial. So, in essence, you are now stifling a person's rights, including the, the child's rights to be heard. I know Karen's laughing, but I want people to call in because well, I'm kind of angry. Well, that sticker price is great. That was a great one. It is the the, sh the sticker shock. Mm -hmm. And again, call in if you want to. If you're driving around and got nothing to do, well, we'll give a shout out to a Pisa regional. I just got a text there. All listening. Hi, Mitch. Hi, Cleve. Yeah, I, and, and Jake and uh, the rest of the crew there. I think there's an Eric there. Hello, everyone, and hello, Justine. I think my daughter's listening in, and my brother, Ken Kanzidian, is listening in today. If you guys want to call in, you got something to say, 315-656-2231. Or go on Facebook. Karen has a Facebook page, DePerno and Kanzadian, or Kanzadian and DePerno, or mine's just my name, Tina C. Bennett, ESQ. You can send us messages if you don't want to call in and you're kind of chicken. And let's not forget, Rick's in the room. You got a nickname. He's got a lot of no, nicknames. Yeah. You've been given a radio nickname. <laughs> Reality Rick. Hard Right Rick. Oh. Hard Right Rick. Oh. That sounds just gross. That's gross sounding. It's kind of, yeah, kind of. Not really. Well, anyways, uh, I, I'm, 
shocked that I have actually become your personality. You are. Well, absolutely. We don't have it, has nothing, it has nothing to do with the NRA hat you have on this morning. Either. Absolutely. <laughs> not. Literally. Uh, Look at. I have my Marine Corps. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah. It's had nothing to do with that. And, and and here's, like, a side note, and we'll go back to talking about, like, what happens in court, is that poor Karen, when every time she comments on Richard Foley's page, oh, she, because... I am off Facebook. I have now <laughs> decided it is just the worst. It can I be am, so serious, though. People are so serious. That's they why. They call you things that are just really... I mean, they don't know anything. I mean, it was on a, a friend of mine's thread, and somebody went right up uh, Rick's side and down the other, and they knew nothing about him, nothing about him, hurling all kinds of personal insults. And he really didn't insults. say anything. Other and he than didn't say anything. Karen. He was joking with me, and I, then I told the woman to ease off. He's only needling me. Take it easy. You know, you're taking it wrong. And she went at him again and then went at me and called me honey. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that's it. Honey. I'm like, that's it. I'm done with this. I am done. I am never doing this again. I told Rick on his page to take down every comment I've ever made. And I'm going to take my brother Ken's advice and stay the frick off of Facebook. Well, don't be, or don't be so serious. I mean, Karen called me yesterday while I was at the office. Tina! <laughs> you need to delete. 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 <laughs> delete every post. I go, I'm sorry. You made those comments well, on Rick's Facebook I gotta page. I got to tell you, and I know this is a little <laughs> off subject, but my, my brother, Ken, took me to Syracuse Stage for my birthday, a little oh. birthday present for me. And it was 12 Angry Men. I don't know if you guys remember, or our listeners remember that movie with Henry Fonda. I think it was like 1939 or 1940. Yeah, okay, The courtroom hasn't changed, as you know, Tina. One iota, or a jury room. And it was, it was interesting and, and fascinating on so many levels that that, that that jury scene where one person was the holdout and at the end of the day as they chip away at the prosecution's evidence bit by bit, he turns around everyone. But the way they went at each other, I kept looking at my brother and go, this is just like Facebook. I mean, the way they went at each other, these are 12 people, didn't know each other, but all had an opinion about what they saw in the courtroom, but couldn't agree on everything. And they went at each other's throats, personally. And this is in a jury room. So I just think Facebook is just an expanded uh, forum for this kind of this kind of conflict, I don't think it's necessarily good. I think it belongs, you know, in a contained situation where you can actually look at people face to face. But it was fascinating how one person in a face to face situation where they could really connect with the people, wash their hands in the men's room with them, talk about their families with them face to face, actually turned them around. You can't do that on Facebook. It's just everybody's a five-star keyboard general, okay? <laughs> and I'm going to quote my friend Colin Aberdeen for that I'm one. I'm going to, oh, wait, can we use it, Colin? Yeah, yes, Colin's a five-star five keyboard general. Everybody is, and they're ready for the kill. I mean, attack, attack, attack. attack. <laughs> You're right, no sense of humor, can't lighten people up, and I pretty much had it. And you can't have your own opinion because no. it actually happened to me. I I, I don't really care because I... Everybody probably loves this guy. He was a, he still is a writer for the Post Standard. I had something to say, and it involved what another. It involved an anchor from one of the 
TV shows because they were giving a 15-minute spotlight. Actually, this person got more than 15-minute spotlight, and I had an issue with it right. because I personally had an issue. So right. I made my own comment. These people aren't friends with me on Facebook, right. but the whole universe took a... Just came right, right down on right you. Huh? On, jumped on my Facebook page. They had no ties, connections, but they probably heard through the grapevine that I made my comment. Well... Stifle Tina. Yeah. Well, my, oh, wait, wait. My brother, as usual, is correcting me. Uh, 1957 was the uh, Henry oh, Whatever. Tell Ken. Who cares? <laughs> Thank you, Kenny. <laughs> At least three of us weren't born yet. Were you born yet? No, not yet. That, the year later. Oh. But, you know, you're youngsters in this room. Yeah, but some of the people, they don't even know the shows. You know. I re- highly recommend that everybody either go see that play. All right. It was fabulous. Standing ovation. Um, or at least and, and and watch the movie again. And I think there was a remake. I forgot who was in the remake, but uh, it it is an eye opener when you bring it forward to current times and social media. It's a real eye opener. I mean, we used to have those arguments, Tina, at the dinner table where you everybody had you know the family would get together. Everybody would have different opinions. All right, but and you'd have to face each other and t- really talk it out. And then when things got really heated, every now and then, my father would make you argue the other side. He oh, would, and that, 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 and it was hard, you know? Then you'd have to sit and think and really understand the person and the point of view. And it was hard, but it really worked. It and really that goes back to having family dinners. Doesn't matter what kind of family you have. If, you, if you're on the run and you think it's appropriate that, hey, your kids just sit there with their little electronic device face down, we they didn't can have eat, that. then you're not communicating. We you're not teaching them skills. at breakfast, that's all we had. <laughs> but I think we had, but back, we got to go back so you sh- with the 12 men in a room. Yes. We need to go back to what we were talking yes. about earlier. Yes. Just how awesome, it'll become the Greg Oak show, but he has, as a district attorney, he has to deal with the 12 angry yes. men, women, in a room. Correct. Or we can't even call men, women, men, women, and X. Right. Or what's the other word, Tim? For what? Well, whatever you want to be. Right. I can't. There's too people. many. People. We'll just call them people. The 12, 12 people, people in a room. 12 angry people. <laughs> 12 angry humans. When we were in Ireland, we, we were walking up the street, and we watched these three people, a man, and or two men, and one woman. They were on their way to court, and they were dressed Oh, yes. Listen, that would, Tim just touched his face. You know what? That would differentiate attorneys versus litigants versus the court. And Karen even made a request that she wanted a white wig. But I totally forgot (laughs) until we saw. I want a barrister's wig. I just think that would be so cool to walk into courtroom with a barrister's wig. Don't worry. (laughs) Yeah, but they didn't have it. They were all black and they had like a little white Collar, tie, ties. But they looked. I mean, for for their type of court system, they looked appropriate. Right. But there isn't, and and people have to understand that in, in any type of court situation, it's become the dressed down dumb universe. Oh uh, yeah. You can't tell an attorney sometimes oh, yeah. from the litigant. Oh and yeah. Litigants sometimes it's, dress better than the attorney. It's a dis, It really is a lack of respect for the place you're in and, and what's going to be happening. And it will create an impression. I don't care what anyone says. Your attorney comes in looking like he slept in his clothes or her clothes that night. Uh, or in, you know, clothes that don't even match. And I've seen that. Or they reek like they had a yeah. really bad night yeah. out. Uh, there, there's going to be a pro- You know, they're going to have a problem. Well, Come on, Tim. You're smiling. I am, you because say? I have to say this because... 
couple weeks ago, I, I had to go to court in Oswego County. And as I'm in the waiting room area, a lady comes in, a, a young mother. Well, explain why you had to go in. When, well, when, just so everybody understands with my practice, when, and, and Karen has the same deal. When a new client comes in, they have court appearances that were not anticipated to be placed on our calendar. So that means either we have to, one, ask for an adjournment, two, find separate counsel, or three, if the court doesn't want, if the court allows it, the preference between, I'm sure, Karen and I is to allow us to appear by phone. So in my case, because I have two people working for me, I need to send somebody for my office. It might seem weird, but I do not need somebody who's covering my case to pick another date that does not work for my calendar. I don't want angry clients and I don't want an angry judge and obviously it affects the attorney for the child or children and the other side. So have to send Tim. We were in Ireland. I wanted to make sure the coverage attorney was going to pick good dates for the calendar. So go ahead, say so what happened. Yeah, that's why I was there. So I was there and, and uh, it's even before I got into court though. So I was standing in, in the waiting room and a mother comes in and she had her children with her and she went up to the table to sign in you know so she was there for court but i was just totally like beside myself because she walked in in a pair of flip-flops no way oh wait it gets better she had a spaghetti strap like camisole tank top with her belly hanging out no undergarments a zip-up hoodie and a pair of fleecy pajama pants that had little hearts on it that said i love you and her hair pulled off to the side in like an 80s style ponytail. She was prepared for court. And I was just like, oh <laughs> my gosh. Was this uh, in Onondaga County? No. This was in Oswego County. Oswego? Oh, and I'm thinking, well, you know how they are in Oswego. Well, yeah, but Shut I'm up. thinking this is how you come before a judge, before court to, to she, argue and say, she had, I, just, she had just milked the cows that morning. I, I don't know, but I, I could not believe that that's how she was dressed that's for incredible. court. That's incredible. Yeah, she but Karen, I. Yeah, but yeah. Well, don't shh. Got the only time Tina wore flip flops was when she had that infection on her foot from Tahiti. She doesn't usually do that. Well, I wasn't prepared to be in court that day, and I wore a pair of socks that had a picture of a guy flipping people off, saying "Have a nice day." So I'm <laughs> trying to hide them so the judge wouldn't see them and, and everything else. <laughs> awesome, Tim. Oh, well, we have awesome. to have a good day. So let's roll it back. Well, maybe to what... you should pull your pants like, up. up. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back because I don't know who made that conversation. We need to know what we're talking about. We want you to call in if you want. It's 315-656-2231. The number again is 315-656-2231. You're talking to Tina Bennett. You can reach her if you want to excellent lawyer 315-407-3237 and if you want another excellent lawyer you can call me 315-724-2900 but please don't rely on anything you're listening to on the show this is entertainment it is also informative but you're not to rely on it like legal advice this this is definitely going to be construed as legal advertising and should be construed as legal advertising so if you need a lawyer call one of us confidentially or a lawyer of your choice and get legal advice so let's talk, let's remind listeners what we're talking about. We're talking about the, today we're basically talking a little bit about, I guess, dressing appropriately if you go to court, that other attorneys don't realize or the legal system doesn't realize just how important family court really is. Uh, people that practice in family court 
need to act responsibly when representing Agreed. their clients, clients to know that, guess what, that new attorney who's now working at a big law firm doing civil litigation might have been that child that was in family court going through a divorce or maybe the parents weren't even married and now has a twisted perspective and might not like men and right. is there who has to represent okay. a male client in a business situation and is copying an attitude and acting inappropriately because that person's experience with men was not a positive experience. So then there was no proper vetting at that point of that professional job where that person's going to have influence on other people's Yeah, families. but you don't know. But what that's, don't well, know? we don't Call have proper vetting of any of judges on any level, as I'm you know. I'm talking even in the attorney, <laughs> You won't go there. Yeah, but you don't, you, there's no psychological testing, but I'm saying there needs to be a, a complete revamping. I know they're trying it, and you know you have legislators out there. They don't know what's going on. I mean, most of them, like you're talking about the twelve angry men. Yes. There's still more, in quotes, heterosexual men in power, or like Tim says, there are probably a lot of closeted ones. Mm -hmm. um, white, white, mm -hmm. and oh, they have, they have, the angry wife who is like, or. You know what I mean? Just they, what they deserve. <laughs> right, but they're affecting and they're creating laws that have Sorry, a Rick, negative. But that. remember, they ha they're creating laws that have a yes. negative impact on families. Yes, and they don't realize that they're doing it. And just like with child support, in their head, oh, it's just a number. But huh? a good family court attorney that understands that will get you through it unscathed. Right. However... If you need to go to trial. Yeah, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about the 12 angry men who are how many people are in the assembly oh. and in the Senate that are that just met this past Thursday about a new law to prevent somebody from getting shot in the head, whatever it was. They were meeting on Thursday to create a new law that's even more stringent to prevent cycle. They were talking about training psychological right. evaluators because this woman is the grandmother or the mother of a woman I guess they were going through a divorce and the husband who knows what happened in family court like Rick said you push a guy so far into a corner you're gonna make him turn into an animal or react well I guess it wasn't going the right way for that guy well he shot his wife and I think he killed the kid so now you have the the grandmother who must have some sort of influence is with an assembly person. They just had a meeting in Manhattan about creating a law with, I don't know if it's the child's name or the deceased mother's name. Now, where is the change coming? I know you're shaking your head. I know, because they were talking crazy. about child evaluators. You know, you have the psychological evaluations. They're saying there's no training, which we know, and there's no formal guidelines of what evaluators are supposed to do. And they were, I think they were saying in this this thing I'm reading that they had the meeting about, they want to come up with a set of guidelines that all of evaluators follow so this won't happen again. And I'm thinking, good luck. It's, it, you know what, people are going to do what they're going to do. That's right. And just because he passed or she How passed the psych about not pushing people into that corner? How about just start with that? Well, and that's why I'm going back to... And you to don't have to. You don't have to do that to get a result. Why people do that, the, the guest I had on last week, Tina, that, that you brought on, um, even though you were in Ireland, that story was compelling 
talk about backing people into corners and just destroying their lives where, you know, she develops cancer during this whole custody dispute and then has to have her other children quit their jobs and move in with her to take care of her because an attorney thought it was a good idea now to go after her for custody because she was sick. I mean, you don't need to do that to get to get parenting time. Well, you said it last time, though. It Family court is set up to be the most adversarial court that we have. Exactly, and it's it, it, it makes no sense. And people need to wake up because whether or not, and, and just like... And last week, that was driven by an attorney. That whole scenario was driven by a, a, a family attorney, okay, that, that was getting paid, I'm assuming getting paid money to just drive this woman into the ground. Okay, so that's where we're going to start a different conversation because... Not liberal socialism. No, and... and <laughs> yeah, but I, I no, think. you know what, Rick? If you can't be me, what 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 is it? Try to look like me? <laughs> if you can't be me, try to look like me. So don't get me confused with that other person who calls themselves a father's rights or I represent oh, yeah, children because now she dyed her hair blonde. And oh my gosh. That's why I sent you a text message. If you can't be me, don't be me. And, and and I don't really care, you know. And the truth is, that person came on the radio. Karen and I don't represent that woman, nor do we represent the other side. But guess what? That individual, she's running for Claytown Justice. Yep. And I know she's fooled everybody, yep. completely fooled them, pulled the wool over their eyes, that she is somebody reasonable who should be placed on the bench. And I've had personal experience with her, and that's not the case. And she will go out of your way to destroy you. So that's not somebody we want to sit on the bench. But Jeff, Jeff Cheyano on the other case, I don't know him, but everything I've read about the guy, he seems level. And that's what you need. You need somebody, who's, need somebody who has an even disposition, who's willing to listen. And if you're a town justice or a village justice, you're not doing family law, first of all. You're doing no, small no, claims. No, this is just Tina's opinion. You that's right. That. It's my opinion. It's just her opinion. I'm sure there's another side to this by, by fans of this person. but uh, Yeah, let them call in. <laughs> I, I want to hear who these fans are. <laughs> Uh, but you know what? I don't want to hear it. I mean, she gives lawyers a bad name. I mean, come on. Uh, uh, well, Tim even heard it. Look, I hear it when I go to a Swego that, you know, she's going to threaten people to punch him in the face. You think lawyers uh, need to go to that extreme? I mean, we're adversarial. You don't need to threaten violence. And you don't need to scream your opinion or use foul language to get your point across, right? Right. Or even you, I'm going to threaten to sue you. Right, well. You slandered me! That's what I get. <laughs> <laughs> From that same person. <laughs> but you know, truth is an absolute defense. That's right. So, so back to that. So Very we also well have... <laughs> so let's talk about... So my pick... I can't vote for him, is Jeff Shiano, town of Clay, Justice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, we live close enough to Clay, so I see Jeff's posters all over the place, or his, uh, what do you call it, lawn signs. Uh, you can get out and do the early vote. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not up on it, but I saw they all posted, and they're out there. No, this, he has a lot votes. of experience as an attorney, a uh, trial, trial lawyer as well. And, and it seems like he's got a lot of uh, backing. I think he was maybe in the DA's office. He's also, I believe, ex-military. But I mean, if you look at him, like I said, we just need somebody really who has well a good, well-rounded, has a good attitude. Level-headed. 
And guess without what? an axe to grind, right, Rick? Just yeah, no axe to grind. Just there you have honest. it. So there's also we've got less than fi- well, we got 15 minutes to go. So because Karen and I were talking about how adversarial it is, how attorneys can create the conflict, how that person that came in last weekend. Uh, gave her perspective of what this particular lawyer went out of her way to do, who you need to know was a close personal friend at one time. So this is how nasty it can get. And it shouldn't be. No. So we're going to talk real quick because my picks for Oswego County judge at the family court race because Judge Eby's retiring. Oh, that's right. And we have... You should run, Tina. No, I can't run. I'm not running. Okay. I got it too. Someday, maybe. I've got too much of an opinion. Um, And plus, I want to be happy. I mean, I mean, do you want the happy judge? I think they wouldn't vote for me for the fact that, guess what? You already know what my beliefs are. If you'd walk into my courtroom, it'd have to be pretty heavy for me not to say... We're starting off 50-50. Sorry. Yep. You know, come back with something. Nothing wrong with that. Come back with something other than, you know, he called you a bunch of foul names. Sorry. You know, when when every person in every society and every walk of society and even that one-year-old who knows the F word stops using those types of words, well, don't bring it up in court. Yeah, well, they can't use it and talk all cuddly-cuddly and use that, that, that language and then, and it's okay. But then when they're not together, it becomes hostile, but it's the right. same words. Oh, right. and now it's completely okay. over-the-top insulting. But besides that, so again, when we're talking about family court judges, Thomas Benedetto, he's running. Remember that name. I know, I know we have limited reach here, but we, we have a podcast going, and we also have... Tom's great, although if his eyes rolled to the back of his head anymore, he'd be seeing backwards, okay? That, that Tom just, he's been there a while. Right, but at least he knows. He's heard it all, and you can watch the eyes roll. You know when you're losing ground with them, because those are going right in the back of the head. But he is listening, yes. and that's what you want. He is listening, and even Judge Nelson, she listens. She's listening. She's trying to be fair. She's listening to all aspects of what's going on. None of that lawyer-injected conflict. No, she. All the judges, they can't you mean get like away when with Tina it. Points at you like that when she talks to you. You mean that kind of cop? I point at you. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do you okay. want me to do? I love you. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I wouldn't talk. You flailing with your Armenian arm. <laughs> Don't. <She's dancing>. Nah. <laughs> I'm dancing right. <laughs> Tina's not wrong. <laughs> Sometimes I flail if I'm pissed off enough. <laughs> She's not wrong. Oh, we've had some good but times. But you have to have a judge who's willing to hear two lawyers getting loud. Yes, that's kind of comical, it but is. but it can't be an an invictive vindictive Like I said, with Tina and me, you're either going to laugh or cringe. I don't know which one. But you're going to make your point across. And there's yes. we, Karen and I both have good experiences with the majority of with people who are practicing divorce or family law. They, the majority of everybody, they don't want conflict. They're there for the right reasons. And it's, and then you have, I'm saying maybe 1%, they're there for the money. And they know they're going to they're gonna do what they can, because we've experienced in the office, and Ashley said it, that every minute counts. And guess what? They don't care about making a difference. They're there to make money. So just remember, you know, when you're talking to lawyers, what's their reason 
for being in this area of practice. You need to be have somebody who's familiar and experienced in the area. Please don't go to, you know, um, I don't know, Pray for Rain. I'm looking at some CD. I'm going to use that person as a name. Pretty Pray Rain that only does real estate and expects them to be competent enough to represent you in a child support matter. They're not going to know what's going on just because they're a family friend, attorney. They need to know what they're doing. It, it, you'll end up with something you never thought you would want. Don't I guess. Go to a foot doctor for a lump on your head. But you need to also ask, how long is this person doing it? And, you know, Hiscock Legal Aid, that's a good training ground for some of them. But even with the, those attorneys, they have a spin. They're funded primarily by Violence Against Women's Act. So they are, they are by the verge of the name, anti-men. But they are tasked with representing men. So, I mean, I just noticed from some of them, I mean, once they go out on their own, obviously, they have to represent both sides, but when you're in that type of entity and that's your that's their spin on well, domestic things. violence is going to be a priority. And you know you got to you got to admit, Tina, most domestic violence is perpetrated by men on women, not the other way around. There are the exceptions, and I will disagree with you on that. But statistically, domestic violence is ninety percent women getting beat up. Right, but it's statistic. but 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 the statistic and killed by men. Oh, the, one of the number one causes of death of young women is... Are white men. <coughs> Nobody else, but... Here we go. No, but I'm saying, look, the statistics are... are they're not good <laughs> statistics because women report, men don't. Well, if men would report... Another, that's not a bad point. And uh, the New Times did a great article, but back to the run. Yeah. Tom Benedetto for Oswego County Family Judge. He has a level head. You may have had a bad experience with him before, but guess what? Your experience, had. there was a lot of moving parts that created that negative experience. It is not him as a person. He has provided information by people like us, Karen and I, in court, as well as the attorney for the child, as well as information coming to the court from the child. So remember, it's not that you had a bad experience because of X, Y, and Z, because he is that type of person. You're having that experience because of everything else that was going on. Well, I, right? don't, I think the audience listeners that haven't been through it have to understand that going to court is not a pleasant experience. No matter how good your judge is, no matter how good your attorneys are, it is, it is not a touchy-feely, they call it family court, but it is not a good experience from the minute you walk in and you're searched by the by you're searched by the attendants, you know, uh, before you even walk in the courtroom. Then you go up to an attendant who's like, "Who the hell are you?" And you know, fill out this fill form. out this form. I mean, the, from there's the, no guitar playing with kumbaya. No, we're not sitting in a circle. <laughs> no, it is intimidating. <laughs> it is intimidating and depressing and negative. There's very little of any positive experience and, and that's, in and that's So it's easier just to go out, get drunk, and have some sex, and just spawn a kid. It's mm -hmm. easier to go through with that than it is to face facts and, and have to pay the pauper when things go sideways and you have to go to family court because you made a bad decision. You need, well, if you don't right. want to have family court... Don't have kids. And don't get married. And don't get married. Well, you'll no. still... If you don't know, I'm saying, if you don't have children, right. you're out of family court. Right. If you don't get married, you're not getting a divorce. So 
two solutions. You gotta be licensed to be married, but you don't have to be licensed to spawn. That's not that she's advocating for that, but it's just the conclusion you end up coming to. Right, and that then that goes to the, the final conclusion. You picked who you wanted to marry. Exactly. So because you picked that person to marry, that's at the, the end problem. Of, at the end of the day, each of you needs to be respectful. And reasonable. So and when you have kids together, the same thing applies. You know, domestic the domestic violence issue comes up a lot. I've been wanting to talk about this on the show. We have a few minutes left, and unless, Tina, you got no, something No, I want to keep going, rolling back to the... got to keep stick on topic because I need this whole thing. Which topic? Because we're plugging Tom Benedetto. My oh. anti-pick is Luann Coleman. I'm sorry, but ask anybody what's going on with that. People talk about me that I try to do things. Let me tell you, that's one person, and other attorneys are having the same thing. If if she represents somebody, you know it's either what's coming down the pipe is that person's going to get an order of protection, or there's going to be police involvement. It is it's it's a complete pattern, and it's ridiculous. And the only <coughs> and it time, ruins people's lives. And 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 if you want a judge who wants to ruin your life, well, there you go. It ruins people's lives. I want to say this about sports figures. I want to talk about this because <laughs> we got ten minutes. Talk about domestic violence ruining your life. Okay, this is going on a lot with, as you know, they're public figures. These these uh, a basketball player, a football player. Next thing you know, they're hit with an order of protection, and their career is over. Before there's any trial, before there's any hearing, just the the hint of it, uh, their career is over. Think about that. Oh, and anybody, and and like. And this. then if they try to defend themselves, it, it, they just dig in deeper. That's because they're a bad manager. A good manager wouldn't allow some of these Klingons to get anywhere near their client, knowing how much money these guys are worth. Exactly. This poor. This is a whole yeah, other area but, keepers. of but lawyers needing to protect people. Okay, let, look, I got to say this. I, I know the people you're talking about yeah. in the professional sports. Yeah. A lot of them aren't very intelligent. No, just well, because they've been awarded these they're, multi-million they're dollar They're not experienced they're not with the educated. system, and they're not experienced. Absolutely, and they think in a way that um, other people that admire this individual for all these goods that he's been awarded because of his talent, um, he really is a non-functioning, in-civilization kind of person. And that goes back to family court. I was just going to turn this over to Tim because of the psychological well, angle on this. Going with the psychological angle, but also looking at the family court point. Because you brought up yeah. how easy it is. We're just going to go get an order of protection. Right. Here's the interesting fact. Now look at it. If I go to get an order of protection, I'm a guy, nine out of ten times, I am not going to get awarded it. Now, if Tina went down, let's say she's the other party in, in my case, right? And she goes down and says, oh, he hit me. I'm screwed. Yeah. I could have never touched yeah. her. I could have been a state away. And I totally agree. Very rarely do I do this, but I totally agree with Rick on the point of bad management because these guys are, these guys most, and they are men that I'm talking about, are conditioned to reacting physically in, in, in high pressure situations. That's what they're supposed to do to perform. So you're, 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 you're pushing these guys and pushing these guys to act physically and act aggressively on the field, on the court. On the, but in the household, if they, if they you know, blink an eye aggressively, their career is... Give you a forearm is, shiver or face mask. And, he, and, and so there's two things going on. Flag. There's two things going on. 
they need counseling, I think, in terms of how to separate their career aggression, the, the need to be have that adrenaline flowing in order to perform at their jobs, and not getting themselves into situations by reacting like that in their personal lives. And I think there's a whole area, and I've, I've talked yeah, about this but before. Go back, but go no, back, but, but it goes back <laughs> to family court. Look, if you're talking about a specific demographic and, and just come to face it, they're raised by single parents. Just generally, these players, they're not coming from intact households. They've already been burned by the system. Many whether they went into foster care, whether or not they their parents were involved in drugs, whether or not their parents... And look how many of them themselves are involved with drugs. I mean, how many of these cases, when you're looking at the, the DV rates, are these players also involved in substance abuse issues? Right. And that goes also to the heart, if you want to talk the psychological angle of I, it, th that has a huge impact on it. I mean, they're already of not sound mind. One of the other things that really kind of gets me going is this whole, when dealing with d domestic violence court, so we're going to send the guy to uh, domestic violence training, the, the Be Nice course, that's what I call it, and it's just like a Be Nice order, it means absolutely nothing. Somebody who truly engages in domestic violence, who has that wiring, you're teaching them how to be a better hitter. <laughs> that's all you're doing. That's an amazing, that, that's... And, and when you were saying that it's, uh, talking about the domestic violence thing, and I, and it's very rare what you're talking about and orders of protection for that type of human doesn't matter female or male you give them an order of protection they don't care they're coming after they're gonna come after you regardless not the money what do you say the money yeah. what was no, that I said it's a piece of paper oh yeah. a piece of paper just like any family court but order. that's why i'm saying if you're already in family court you should be prevented from taking it to the next level going back to what happened this morning yet you already asked for relief in family court or supreme court you do not and you should be prevented from then going back to court and asking for an order of protection or going to file criminal charges bad without management. three other courtrooms. Bad management. Yeah, but it's not bad management. It's it's we're talking about an overhaul of the court system. If you're involved in it, you should not be able to go behind the scenes and forum shop. And and forum shop. Well and, daddy said no, so I'm gonna go ask yeah, mommy. Exactly. Okay, so that's what we really need to do. So again, well, next week, <laughs> that's right, please look at what's going on. Ask people whether you've had a great or bad experience with Tom. Tom has the experience. He's been on the bench. He listens. He's level-headed. He volunteered for mock trial before I took over. He did it for years. He had all the schools involved. So don't vote Luann Coleman. Sorry, I'm going to be a negative or do your research and do your choice, but vote Tom Benedetto, vote Jeff Shiano, and thank you, Jeff, I mean, thank you, Gregory Oaks. And again, you're listening to Tina Bennett and Karen Kanzadian. You can call Karen at 315-724-2900, 724-2900, and I'll do it one more time in case you don't have your pen, 315-724-2900, or you can call me at my office at 315-407-DADS, 407-DADS, and for Tile with a Style, and. You have whatever. Three you got Rick Foley for Tile of Style. If you want a mood created in your home, let me let me tell you, he's a designer, not just a tile installer. Call 315-416-2800-416-2800. Thank you to our Shout listeners. Greg yes. Thanks, Greg. Thank you to our listeners. 
the Pisa region now. Thanks, guys, for listening in. Thank you, Justine. Thank you, Ken. We're out. We're out. See ya. Good morning. You are listening to Face to Face with host Tina Bennett and Karen Kazadian. Karen and Tina are attorneys practicing family law throughout central New York, and they bring to this show their often opposing views on various legal and social issues affecting their separate practices, clients, and court system. We are live, by the way, and feel free to call in if you have a comment or a question. The number is 315-656-2231. Tina has her main office located at 104 Center Street, Suite 130, Canastota, New York, and Syracuse, located at 109 Twin Oaks Drive. Tina can be reached at 315-407-DADS. That's 315-407-3237. Tina's practice focuses primarily on father's rights and custody disputes. For Tina, father's rights is not an area of law, it's how she practices law. Tina is an advocate for fathers inside the courtroom as well as out of the courtroom, as you may find her at a rally or event promoting fathers' rights and legislation that addresses iniquities in the court system. Karen has her main office located at 34 Oxford Road, New Hartford, and has a Syracuse location as well at 2700 Bellevue Ave. Her phone number is 315-724-2900. Karen's practice also focuses on family court, custody, and divorce. Her practice includes labor and employment rights in the workplace, discrimination, and other civil litigation. Karen has been an attorney for 35 years and has much to contribute to this show as far as her experiences and perspectives. So now, today... Well, first we have to say, Tina, from time to time during this show, you're going to hear opinions regarding various legal and other matters, none of which are to be construed as legal advice or as creating any attorney-client relationship in the show may be construed as legal advertising. If you have legal questions pertaining to a given situation, you should consult with an attorney and may not rely on any matters discussed by Tina or me here today. But you can call us if you need legal advice. Or you can call in today at 315-656-2231. The number again is 315-656-2231. So, what? Oh, we always have to talk about Rick Foley, Richard Foley, professional tile installation. Rick is my husband, also a co-host. His number is 315-416-2800, 315-416-2800. And as Karen Kinzadian always says, if you want the wow factor, contact Rick. Absolutely. But... Rick's nickname on this show is Reality Rick because he gives his, not his advice, but he puts his two cents in where it's needed and gives us a completely different perspective as to what's going on. Oh, yeah. And today we also have Tim Sherlock, who works in my office, who is an ex CPS worker for Seneca County. He's also, or he was a licensed mental health professional until tragedy struck. And now he works within my office, and we're going to do a lot different and more different things at my office. He's fantastic. Oh, so what we're going to talk about this morning that Karen has no idea, we're going to start off with what happens if you... um, Hold on, hold on. We'll start off by the typical day of 
Rick Foley. You wake up on a Sunday morning and you had this thing all planned out and things just go completely sideways. Continue. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rick woke up to loud. I woke up to... And so we need to start the day off to give a shout out to the district attorney of Oswego County, who's Greg Oaks. Who's Greg Oaks? He great is, guy. Uh, yeah, he's a great guy. Great he's guy, fantastic. And that's what all counties need in a district attorney is somebody who is likable. He's involved in his community. He actually cares about what's going on, and it's not really a job for him where he's looking for the power. Because if he were, he would be on the radio giving his opinion. He's, he's quiet, he laid, he's laid back, he has two great kids, he has a wonderful wife that he loves. He's, he's an all-around great guy, and on top of it, he's willing to volunteer for me and be a judge every year for the Move New York court. State <laughs> Bar Association's uh, regional mock trial competition. So he's an overall great guy. So. He also so, doesn't mind waking up at 6 o'clock in the morning for a text <laughs> message. Yeah. So Greg helped me out this morning because I'm not, like everybody knows, I'm not a criminal lawyer. But on occasion, things occur where I need to address issues that affect my clients. So when that happens, I have to step in and be the intermediary before they find a criminal law attorney, I should say. So Karen's giving me the look like, what the heck happened this morning? So without giving names. I don't know whether I'm going to cringe or laugh. <laughs> You're not going to laugh. Oh, okay. It's just, well, it's just. Same time. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not even a laughable subject, but I, I can no, tell not. you it happens on a regular basis with one particular law firm that every case I have. And it either starts with an order of protection. Oh, yeah. And if they don't get an order of protection and then they go to court and don't get their way, well, guess what? In Oswego County, if you don't get your way in family court, well, the sheriff's department is literally at the entrance of the public safety building. So people can just not get their way, then go file a criminal complaint. Uh. And it, it's, I don't want to say revolting, but... You know, if you live in Oswego County and you, you want fairness in family court or in Supreme Court if you're going through a divorce, it becomes difficult if you have attorneys out there or litigants out there that know, hey, I know what the system is. Don't get what I want. I'll go, I'll go next door. I'll walk down that hall. So walking down that hall today... I know, Karen. What time are we talking about? We're talking about 6.30 this morning. You were at the Sheriff's Department? No, I was oh. supposed to be at 7, but okay. because the alarm didn't go off and I actually had Tim stay over so we could go do what we needed to do, it's pitch black outside. Yes. You know, I'm sorry, it's Sunday. Yes. I do recently work seven days a week, but I mean, I mean, come on, have Okay, I'm on the edge of my seat, Tina. Just, just know he, he helped out this morning. I can't go into details. Okay. But... I can't. I know Tim really wants to. I'll tell you after the after the show. But like he's a really great guy. So, but back to um, what happens, and that's why we need to talk. Like you, I know you don't do it, but we do know there's a pattern. And we talked about it before about 
It's easy for people to get orders of protection. It's easy to immediately disrupt a person's life by doing that. It's immediately disruptive to somebody if if they get a call from a sheriff not expecting it and saying, hey, you need to come down here because we need to talk to you about what's going on in family court or whatever. And, oh, and by the way, we need to process you and get you arrested. <laughs> so you have it. You, I don't think you have it because primarily your clients... I find that it's different court to court. There's no consistency. You don't know. I, I've known women and men that have gone for orders of protection and been denied when they clearly, in my opinion, should have gotten them. So I see it on the other side. Right, but you don't have it where there's easy access. I mean, in Oswego County, it's different. The, the access to the sheriff's department is too easy. I, Literally, I I you don't them. get your way. I have seen you walk down the hall. I am amazed at how easy you just you, they they issue them um, just on your word, um, and there doesn't even need to be a commission of a crime in Oswego to get an order of protection because, out of family court. But they're <clears> but they're airing, from what I've seen. But because they air, they're going to always say they err on the side of caution. But not so, in Oneida County. In Oswego County, who issues the order of protection? The Sheriff's Department? No. no. Family court judge. Well, but that's why, why I'm saying. Family court judges allowing. But they're, they all but, have their own policies on them. Right. But what I'm saying, in this instance, this person, and, and a lot of them, like Karen was saying, she sees it more often than not. I see the opposite. They're not giving the orders of protection. They're also, they're saying, hey, you're already in family court, so... Let's address it there. Why are you going to take it to the next level when you already are asking for the court to help you with what's going on in your lives well, right now? Right. And fortunately, now family court, it, uh, the, the court system got onto this. And now, now you have IDV court. So even when that happens, Tina, our, your, your, our clients need to know, they will be combined. The, the two cases will be combined in front of a family court judge. The criminal case and the uh, family court matter will be combined if you have family court going on if you don't have family court going on and you're in divorce court that it's won't same, happen no but it's the same thing it'll yes. go to idv it'll we know in onondaga county there's judge young handles idv court in oswego county it's judge cider is right. doing it right now but right. the damage is done right once you once that person already has a pending action and like I said, I, I don't like these people. We need to have a happy society, not a vindictive society. You already are asking the court in one level for relief. And just because you don't get your way, you think it's appropriate to now to completely disrupt the other side's life, which in my view, once you pull the trigger and say, hey, I want police intervention, you're now asking, I don't think now you're a fit parent. You're, you already went to court, you filed your paperwork. Now the judge is saying, no, I see this perspective instead. Right? Right. I'm just, right. I'm just saying, I mean, it's too often. I mean, that is definitely one perspective. I, this, kinda, yes, Tim. Yeah, Tim, kind, Tim of, kind of to address that, I do know certain court systems, so if you look at Niagara County, we go out, outside a little bit here, Niagara County, Monroe County, the judges have put together a program where they are actually um, having, I just read it the other night on, on the internet, um, so everything's true. But they're having the families take this parenting course, which the judges directly address in a video, that no longer will they tolerate this pointing of fingers, one-upping, he said, she said. So if the judge sees you not getting your way and then 
well, I'm just going to do this other thing. I'm going to throw a tantrum like a child. It actually counts against you in the family court proceeding, which is really, I think, interesting and a great movement to have. And I'd like to see that happen more out here. I think there should be an order going both ways. If you, if you get an order of protection and you say, I don't want this person around me, there needs to be one issued where you stay away from that person as well. That would also help. But what happens is, even when there's two people in the conflict, only one person's going to get the sword or the shield, however they, however they use it. And not, uh, now, I mean, just talking to another, I'll give a shout out to him because we Sal still don't know. We no. still don't know what happened this morning, Tina. I know, I can't I, tell Oh, so now you, you can't tell me. No. I know, because we can't talk Wait. about cases, just know. District Attorney Gregory Oaks, Intervened guy. at 7 this morning for you? Yes. Yeah, or 630. 6.30 this morning and made sure something yeah. didn't happen that was going to happen. And that something that needed to happen would transition smoothly. That's really great. And that that's, is really great. That's unique that's a to unique. a Suigo County. That's a unique district attorney. And that's why I'm saying you're not going to get it. Like no. I, You're talking, there's that huge, we can talk about the local race here, but I wanted to continue a little bit about what Tim was saying where you were talking about the reciprocal orders of protection. Right. But let's I, tell the folks who they're listening to this That's morning. right. You're listening to Karen Kanzadian and Tina Bennett. We're live. We want people to call in now. We've been on the radio long enough. We're a couple of attorneys that sometimes you want to listen to and sometimes you want to turn off. But the number here, if you want to call in, is 315-656-2231. If you want to call Tina for le expert legal advice, her, you can reach her at 315-407-3237. That's 407 Dads. And you can reach me at 315-724-2900. And the reason Karen and I came together on this show, just so you know, we're not trying to create further litigation or stress for people in court. Right. You have to understand that. Our approach is completely different than other lawyers. We want people to ha walk away and have a good experience with their lawyer. And we be in control of the outcome. And, and understand what's going on through the process. And just like Tim, a long time ago, I represented Tim. The majority of my clients, they stay in touch. And if they ever want to call or have an issue, they can. They know how to find well, me. They got 21 years to go. 21. When they go well, when they when they oh. go into family court and these kids like, are what? children, think about <laughs> no, that. No, think about that. Years. It doesn't. It doesn't end. It doesn't <laughs> end after the first court appearance. They are going to have issues all through. Right, but ho well, that's if you're coming from them when they're an infant. But I'm just saying, the experience needs to be better for them. And that includes their experience with the various judges. And I know, Karen, because you do, um, what do you call it? You do civil litigation. Right. So you're at a different uh, level than I am because right. I'm not doing civil litigation. So I see other attorneys' perspectives about family court. They look at us attorneys that we don't know what we're doing. It's beneath them. I mean, when people think that lawyers think they're superior than everybody else because they cop an attitude generally, um, just think about lawyers that practice family court. There's right. no respect for no. people who do divorces or family court because the other attorneys that are doing personal injury, med malpractice, or representing business, look at them, corporate America. Right. And they're like poo-pooing it, but they're part of the problem too. I don't... Well, well, I think what you're also trying to say is 
the family court practice and the attorneys in that system are affecting people's lives directly and 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 often permanently and i and and it has to be taken extremely seriously. It isn't like another court case. I've said this many times on the show, and our and with our guests that we've we've had, including Tim, how the lawyer can make such a difference in in success and failure within the family, depending on how they handle the case. And that includes even the attorney for the children. And, exactly. And how I've become the naysayer that I I don't like them. I don't think they're necessary. Just just hear me out. Because the truly good ones, there's not enough of them. The ones that actually see the process, the process in family court isn't to rip families apart. It's become that way. So if it's truly about the children, then we have to drill it back to the children. You cannot take the position, even that we, the children don't want to see their mother. I'm sorry. And then don't take the position where a guy really, you know what, he's happy with the, the way the mother's raising the children and says, hey, I'm willing to take every other weekend. I can do evenings. But don't be that woman that then turns around, he only wanted every other weekend and a couple hours he's not a parent. Well, you're lucky he said you're a good parent. Come on, give the respect back. Right. The, the, <laughs> Rick knows I, that. I have, I have to say this: this whole role of the attorney for the child. I, I just recently went to a seminar in Albany. Oh yeah, you're you're and trying to become one, which yes, would be fantastic. Yes, I'm becoming certified. But what the back in the day, Tina? If you remember, we were law guardians. We weren't attorneys for the children. The role for for that for for children's attorneys has completely changed into almost a purely advocacy role. The only time you can ethically now, and it's like in, in the rules, the only time you can ethically go beyond what your, your client is telling you if they're able to communicate is if they are in imminent harm. Almost like what Tim was talking about with, uh, with the standards with social services. This, the, if you keep, you know, unless they're in, the, in, in danger of serious physical harm or neglect, and uh, you, you can't go past what that child wants. And that means you've put the child in the adversarial position. Exactly. So what is the purpose of having an attorney for the child? Because, like you said, unless there's imminent harm, what are you going to say? My child wants to live with... Actually, he says, forget it. I don't want to live with either parent. I want to go live with grandma because guess what? Grandma buys Captain Crunch, and she lets me sit with my face in my phone. That's right. And while, while that's happening... You know, if I want something out of the refrigerator, I just bark orders at her. One of the examples they gave on your on your application, which I failed, by the way. <laughs> I did. I they, they give you a little mini quiz. And I flunked because I couldn't believe it either. Basically they gave a fact pattern where the child is 16 years old, doing nothing but playing video games with mom. Mom is more concerned with her social life, isn't spending any time with the child, the child's home often by himself and not allowed to be with dad okay because of whatever the the order the order was so dad comes in and he he moves to chain you know for a modification and the question was what position should the attorney for the child take no modification uh modification but child still lives with mom or complete modification to dad what would it be t tina i already know what kid gets to choose right there's no modification. That is the position. So despite the fact that your client's failing in school, not getting any parenting, 
um, uh, you know, probably not on a good path and would maybe even be better off in dad's home, your position has to be no modification. Right, and that's why, I don't even know what you want to call it, but the standards need to change because we're destroying families. And you have, that's why I'm saying there's no purpose to have an attorney for the child because if the position isn't merely to involve the child, well, guess what? The child can't hide in the darkness. The child actually needs to come to court. So if a 16-year-old is making the stand, hey, mom doesn't make me do anything, and mom just wants, and, and on the flip side, there's the money aspect, well, I'm not going to force him to go because if I force him to go, he might like it over there then I might lose whatever money I'm getting or benefits I'm getting. On the that other hand, I don't think kids would confide in their attorney if they didn't know their position was going to be adequately represented. And it's not really up to the judge, not the lawyer, to decide what's best for the children anyway, Tina. So it might be better for the system to have the child's position clear-cut, that they have a voice in this. And that they don't have to go necessarily sit with a judge to have that voice, which is an incredibly intimidating um, situation to have to pick between your parents. And, and here's a situation now where they can confide in their lawyer, not have the lawyer tell them, not have the lawyer even disclose what, what, uh, what choice they're making, but simply advocate a position. And psychologically, that may very well, I would ask Tim, that may very well um, be better for the child but it's not like even because, speak. no, but I already had that. We, I have it every day. <laughs> oh, we're not going to say the position, but I'm going to advocate for this. Well, you just gave up their position. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> you did that by saying you can't. But they're the ones that really suffer in these situations. Right, so why should they get, why is a, why is a seven-year-old getting a choice? Why is an eight-year-old? Why is a nine-year-old? Why is all of a sudden a 16-year-old, like you said, who can completely lock themselves up, who might need mental health counseling, uh, not get what is needed because now you're going to have attorneys. And I'm not but talking... But that's up to the judge. You're right, the, the, but... The law guardian isn't, or the attorney for the child isn't necessarily going to win the position, but they have to advocate for it. Right, and then but, it's up to the judge. Right, but if, if there's never a trial, you really never hear the facts of the case. And most well, people... Well, whose fault is that? But most people are afraid to go to trial. Exactly. And I hear attorney... I mean, I hear people that come through my office, even with consults, because they've had prior lawyers, that... You know, they're told, okay, if you want to go to trial, not using names, it's going to cost you $7,000. Well, the sticker shock alone is going to prevent you from going to trial. So, in essence, you are now stifling a person's rights, including the, the child's rights to be heard. I know Karen's laughing, but I want people to call in because well, I'm kind of angry. Well, that sticker price is great. That was a great one. It is the, the, sh the sticker shock. Mm -hmm. And again, call in if you want to, if you're driving around and got nothing to do. Well, we'll give a shout out to a Pisa Regional. I just got a text there all listening. Hi, Mitch. Hi, Cleve. Yeah. I, and, and Jake and uh, the rest of the crew there. I think there's an Eric there. Hello, everyone, and hello, Justine. I think my daughter's listening in, and my brother, Ken Kanzidian, is listening in today. If you guys want to call in, you got something to say, 315-656-2231. Or go on Facebook. Karen has a Facebook page, DePerno and Kanzadian, or Kanzadian and DePerno, or mine's just my name, Tina C. Bennett, ESQ. You can send us messages if you don't want to call in and you're kind of chicken. And let's not forget, Rick's in the room. 
You got a nickname. He's got a lot of no, nicknames. Yeah. You've been given a radio nickname. <laughs> Reality Rick. Hard Right Rick. Hard Right Rick. That sounds just gross. That's gross sounding. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. Not really. Well, anyways, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of uh, shocked that I have actually become your personality. You are. Well, at least we don't have it has, nothing, it has nothing to do with the NRA hat you have on this morning. Either. Absolutely <laughs> not. Literally. Uh, look at I have my Marine Corps. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. It, oh, yeah. It's had nothing to do with that. And, oh. and, and here's like a side note, and we'll go back to talking about like what happens in court, is that poor Karen, when every time she comments on Richard Foley's page, oh, she, because... I am off Facebook. I have... <laughs> now decided it is just the worst. It can't I am be so serious though. People are so serious. That's they why call you things that are just really. I mean, they don't know anything. From... I mean, it was on a, a friend of mine's thread, and somebody went right up uh, Rick's side and down the other, and they knew nothing about him. Nothing about him. Hurling all kinds of personal insults. And he really didn't insults. say anything. Other and he didn't say anything. Karen. He was joking with me, and I then I told the woman to ease off. He's only needling me. Take it easy. You know, you're taking it wrong. And she went at him again and then went at me and called me honey. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that's it. Honey. I'm like, that's it. I'm done with this. I am done. I am never doing this again. I told Rick on his page to take down every comment I've ever made. And I'm going to take my brother Ken's advice and stay the frick off of Facebook. Well, don't be, or don't be so serious. I mean, Karen called me yesterday while I was at the office. Tina! <laughs> you need to delete. 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 <laughs> delete every post. I go, I'm sorry. You made those comments well, on Rick's Facebook I gotta page. Tell you, not mine. And I know this is a little <laughs> off subject, but my, my brother, Ken, took me to Syracuse stage for my birthday, a little oh. birthday present for me. And it was 12 Angry Men. I don't know if you guys remember or our listeners remember that movie with Henry Fonda. I think it was like 1939 or 1940. Yeah, okay. The courtroom hasn't changed, as you know, Tina. One iota or a jury room. And it was it was interesting and and fascinating on so many levels that 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 jury scene where one person was the holdout and at the end of the day as they chip away at the prosecution's evidence bit by bit, he turns around everyone. But the way they went at each other, I kept looking at my brother and go, this is just like Facebook. I mean, the way they went at each other, these are 12 people didn't know each other, but all had an opinion about what they saw in the courtroom, but couldn't agree on everything. And they went at each other's throats personally. And this is in a jury room. So I just think Facebook is just an expanded uh, forum for this kind of this kind of conflict, I don't think it's necessarily good. I think it belongs, you know, in a contained situation where you can actually look at people face to face. But it was fascinating how one person in a face to face situation where they could really connect with the people, wash their hands in the men's room with them, talk about their families with them face to face, actually turned them around. You can't do that on Facebook. It's just everybody's a five-star keyboard general, okay? 
And I'm going to quote my friend Colin Aberdeen for that I'm one. I'm going to, oh, wait, can we use it, Colin? Yeah, yes, Colin's a five-star five keyboard general. Everybody is, and they're ready for the kill. I mean, attack, attack, attack. attack. <laughs> You're right, no sense of humor, can't lighten people up, and I pretty much had it. And you can't have your own opinion because no. it actually happened to me. I I, I don't really care because everybody probably loves this guy. He, was a, he still is a writer for the Post Standard. I had something to say, and it involved what another it involved an anchor from one of the tv shows because they were giving a 15 minute spotlight actually this person got more than 15 minute spotlight and i had an issue with it because i personally had an issue so i made my own comment these people aren't friends with me on facebook but the whole universe took a just came right right, down on you jumped on my facebook page they had no ties connections but they probably heard through the grapevine that i made my comment well Stifle Tina. Yeah. Well, my, oh, wait, wait. My brother, as usual, is correcting me. Uh, 1957 was the uh, Henry oh, Whatever. Tell Ken. Who cares? <laughs> Thank you, Kenny. <laughs> At least three of us weren't born yet. Were you born yet? No, not yet. That, the year later. Oh. But, I know you're youngsters in this room. Yeah, but some of the people, they don't even know the shows. You know. I re- highly recommend that everybody either go see that play. All right. It was fabulous. Standing ovation. Um, or at least and, and and watch the movie again. And I think there was a remake. I forgot who was in the remake, but uh, it it is an eye opener when you bring it forward to current times and social media. It's a real eye opener. I mean, we used to have those arguments, Tina, at the dinner table where you everybody had you know the family would get together, everybody would have different opinions, all right, but and you'd have to face each other and t- really talk it out. And then when things got really heated, every now and then, my father would make you argue the other side. He would, oh, great. and that, 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 and it was hard, you know? Then you had to sit and think and really understand the person and the point of view. And it was hard, but it really worked. It and really that goes back to having family dinners. Doesn't matter what kind of family you have. If, you, if you're on the run and you think it's appropriate that, hey, your kids just sit there with their little electronic device face down, we they didn't can have eat, that. then you're not communicating. We you're not teaching them skills. at breakfast, that's all we had. <laughs> but I think we had, but back, we got to go back so you sh- with the 12 men in a room. Yes. We need to go back to what we were talking yes. about earlier. Yes. Just how awesome, it'll become the Greg Oak Show, but he has, as a district attorney, he has to deal with the 12 angry yes. men, women in a room. Correct. Or we can't even call them men, women, men, women, and X. Right. Or what's the other word, Tim? For what? Well, whatever you want to be. Right. I can't. There's too people. many. People. We'll just call them people. The 12, 12 people, people in a room. 12 angry people. <laughs> 12 angry humans. When we were in Ireland, we, we were walking up the street and we watched these three people, a man, and or two men and one woman, they were on their way to court and they were dressed Oh, yes. Listen, that would, Tim just touched his face. You know what? That would differentiate attorneys versus litigants versus the court. And Karen even made a request that she wanted a white wig. But I totally forgot (laughs) until we saw. I want a barrister's wig. I just think that would be so cool to walk into courtroom with a barrister's wig. Don't worry. (laughs) Yeah, but they didn't have it. They were all black and they had like a little white Collar, tight, but they looked. I mean, for for their type of court system, they looked appropriate. Right. But there isn't, and and people have to understand that in, in any type of court situation, it's become the dressed down, dumb universe. Oh uh, yeah. 
you can't tell an attorney sometimes oh, yeah. from the litigant. Oh, and yeah. litigants sometimes it's, dress better than the attorney. It's a dis it really is a lack of respect for the place you're in and, and what's going to be happening. And it will create an impression. I don't care what anyone says. Your attorney comes in looking like he slept in his clothes or her clothes that night. Uh, or in, you know, clothes that don't even match. And I've seen that. Or they reek like they had a yeah. really bad night yeah. out. Uh, there, there's going to be a pro you know, they're going to have a problem. Well, Come on, Tim, you're smiling. I am, because say? I have to say this, because a couple weeks ago, I, I had to go to court in Oswego County. And as I'm in the waiting room area, a lady comes in, a, a young mother. Well, explain why you had to go in. When, well, when, Just so everybody understands with my practice, when, and, and Karen has the same deal, when a new client comes in, they have court appearances that were not anticipated to be placed on our calendar. So that means either we have to, one, ask for an adjournment, two, find separate counsel, or three, if the court doesn't want, if the court allows it, the preference between, I'm sure, Karen and I is to allow us to appear by phone. So in my case, because I have two people working for me, I need to send somebody for my office. It might seem weird, but I do not need somebody who's covering my case to pick another date that does not work for my calendar. I don't want angry clients and I don't want an angry judge and obviously it affects the attorney for the child or children and the other side. So have to send Tim. We were in Ireland. I wanted to make sure the coverage attorney was going to pick good dates for the calendar. So go ahead, so say what happened. Yeah, that's why I was there. So I was there and, and well, it's even before I got into court though. So I was standing in, in the waiting room and a mother comes in and she had her children with her and she went up to the table to sign in you know so she was there for court but i was just totally like beside myself because she walked in in a pair of flip-flops no way oh wait it gets better she had a spaghetti strap like camisole tank top with her belly hanging out no undergarments a zip-up hoodie and a pair of fleecy pajama pants that had little hearts on it that said i love you and her hair pulled off to the side in like an 80s style ponytail. She was prepared for court. And I was just like, oh <laughs> my gosh. Was this uh, in Onondaga County? No. This was in Oswego County. Oswego, oh. And I'm thinking, well, you know how they are in Oswego. Well, yeah, but Shut I'm up. thinking this is how you come before a judge, before court to, to she, argue and say, she had, I, just, she had just milked the cows that morning. I, I don't know, but I, I could not believe that that's how she was dressed that's for incredible. court. That's incredible. Yeah, she but Karen, I. Yeah, but. Yeah, well, don't. Shh, got the only time Tina today. wore flip flops was when she had that infection on her foot from Tahiti. She doesn't usually do that. Well, I wasn't prepared to be in court that day, and I wore a pair of socks that had a picture of a guy flipping people off saying, Have a nice day. So I'm <laughs> trying to hide them so the judge wouldn't see them and, and everything else. <laughs> awesome, Tim. Oh, well, we have awesome. to have a good day. So let's roll it back. Well, maybe to what... you should pull your pants like, up. up. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back because I don't know who made that conversation. We need to know what we're talking about. We want you to call in if you want. It's 315-656-2231. The number again is 315-656-2231. You're talking to Tina Bennett. You can reach her if you want to 
excellent lawyer, 315-407-3237. And if you want another excellent lawyer, you can call me, 315-724-2900. But please don't rely on anything you're listening to on the show. This is entertainment. It is also informative, but you're not to rely on it like legal advice. This this is definitely going to be construed as legal advertising and should be construed as legal advertising. So if you need a lawyer, call one of us confidentially or a lawyer of your choice and get legal advice. So let's talk, let's remind listeners what we're talking about. We're talking about, the, today we're basically talking a little bit about, I guess, dressing appropriately if you go to court, that other attorneys don't realize or the legal system doesn't realize just how important family court really is. Uh, people that practice in family court need to act responsibly when representing Agreed. their clients, clients to know that, guess what, that new attorney who's now working at a big law firm doing civil litigation might have been that child that was in family court going through a divorce or maybe the parents weren't even married and now has a twisted perspective and might not like men and right. is there who has to represent okay. a male client in a business situation and is copying an attitude and acting inappropriately because that person's experience with men was not a positive experience. So then there was no proper vetting at that point of that professional job where that person's going to have influence on other people's Yeah, families. but you don't know. But that's you you don't Well, know. we don't have proper vetting of any of judges on any level, as I'm you know. I'm talking even to the attorney, child <laughs> You won't go there. Yeah, but you don't. You, there's no psychological testing, but I'm saying there needs to be... A, a complete revamping. I know they're trying it, and you know you have legislators out there. They don't know what's going on. I mean, most of them, like you're talking about the twelve angry men. Yes. There's still more, in quotes, heterosexual men in power, or like Tim says, there are probably a lot of closeted ones. Mm-hmm. Um, white, white, mm-hmm. and oh, they have, they have, the angry wife who is like, or. You know what I mean? Just they, what they deserve. <laughs> right, but they're affecting and they're creating laws that have Sorry, a negative. Rick, but remember, they ha- they're creating laws that have a yes. negative impact on families. Yes, and they don't realize that they're doing it. And just like with child support, in their head, oh, it's just a number. But huh? a good family court attorney that understands that will get you through it unscathed. Right. However... If you need to go to trial. Yeah, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about the 12 angry men who are how many people are in the assembly oh. and in the Senate that are that just met this past Thursday about a new law to prevent somebody from getting shot in the head, whatever it was. They were meeting on Thursday to create a new law that's even more stringent to prevent psycho. They were tra- talking about training psychological right. evaluators because this woman is the grandmother or the mother of a woman I guess they were going through a divorce and the husband who knows what happened in family court like Rick said you push a guy so far into a corner you're gonna make him turn into an animal or react well I guess it wasn't going the right way for that guy well he shot his wife and I think he killed the kid so now you have the the grandmother who must have some sort of influence is with an assembly person. They just had a meeting in Manhattan about creating a law with, I don't know if it's the child's name or the deceased mother's name. Now, where is the change coming? I know you're shaking your head. I know, because they were talking crazy. about 
child evaluators, you know, you have the psychological evaluations, they're saying there's no training, which we know, and there's no formal guidelines of what evaluators are supposed to do. And they were, I think they were saying in this, this thing I'm reading that they had the meeting about, they want to come up with a set of guidelines that all of evaluators follow, so this won't happen again. And I'm thinking, good luck. It's it, you know what people are gonna do what they're gonna do. That's right. And just because he passed or she How passed the psych eval, how about people into that corner? How about just start with that? Well, and that's why I'm going back. And to you don't have to. You don't have to do that to get a result. Why people do that? The, the guest I had on last week, Tina, that that you brought on, um, even though you were in Ireland. That story was compelling. Talk about backing people into corners and just destroying their lives where, you know, she develops cancer during this whole custody dispute and then has to have her other children quit their jobs and move in with her to take care of her because an attorney thought it was a good idea now to go after her for custody because she was sick. I mean, you don't need to do that to get, to get parenting time. Well, you said it last time, though. It family court is set up to be the most adversarial court that we have exactly and it's it, it, it makes no sense and people need to wake up because whether or not and, and just like and last week that was driven by an attorney that whole scenario was driven by a, a, a family attorney okay that that was getting paid I'm assuming getting paid money to just drive this woman into the ground. Okay, so that's where we're going to start a different conversation because Down liberal socialism. No, and and <laughs> yeah, but I, I no, think. you know what, Rick? If you can't be me, what 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 is it? Try to look like me. <laughs> if you can't be me, try to look like me. So don't get me confused with that other person who calls themselves a father's rights or I represent oh, yeah, children because now she dyed her hair blonde. And oh my gosh. That's why I sent you a text message. For if you sure. can't be me, don't be me. And, and and I don't really care, you know. And the truth is, that person came on the radio. Karen and I don't represent that woman, nor do we represent the other side. But guess what? That individual, she's running for Claytown Justice. Yep. And I know she's fooled everybody, yep. completely fooled them, pulled the wool over their eyes, that she is somebody reasonable who should be placed on the bench. And I've had personal experience with her, and that's not the case. And she will go out of your way to destroy you. So that's not somebody we want to sit on the bench. But Jeff, Jeff Cheyano on the other case, I don't know him, but everything I've read about the guy, he seems level. And that's what you need. You need somebody, who's, need somebody who has an even disposition, who's willing to listen. And if you're a town justice or a village justice, you're not doing family law, first of all. You're doing no, small no, claims. No, this is just Tina's opinion. That's right. That? It's my opinion. It's just her opinion. I'm sure there's another side to this by, by fans of this person. but uh, Yeah, let them call in. <laughs> I, I want to hear who these fans are. <laughs> Uh, but you know what? I don't want to hear it. I mean, she gives lawyers a bad name. I mean, come on. Uh, uh, well, Tim even heard it. Look, I hear it when I go to a Swego that, you know, she's going to threaten people to punch him in the face. You think lawyers uh, need to go to that extreme? I mean, we're adversarial. You don't need to threaten violence. And you don't need to scream your opinion or use foul language to get your point across, right? Right. Or even you, I'm going to threaten to sue you. Right, well. You slandered me! That's what I get. <laughs> <laughs> From that same person. <laughs> but you know, truth is an absolute defense. 
That's right. So, so back to that. So Very we also well have. <laughs> so let's talk about. So my pick, I can't vote for him, is Jeff Shiano, Town of Clay, Justice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we live close enough to Clay, so I see Jeff's posters all over the place, or his uh, what do you call it, lawn signs. Uh, you can get out and do the early vote. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not up on it, but I saw they all posted and they're out there. No, he has a votes. lot of experience as an attorney, a trial trial lawyer as well. And, and it seems like he's got a lot of uh, backing. I think he was maybe in the DA's office. He's also, I believe, ex-military. But, I mean, if you look at him, like I said, we just need somebody really rel- who has well-rounded. a good, well-rounded, has a good attitude. Level-headed. And guess Without what? an axe to grind. Right, Rick? Just yeah, no axe to grind. Just there you have it. So there's also, we've got less than, well, we got 15 minutes to go. So because Karen and I were talking about how adversarial it is, how attorneys can create the conflict, how that person that came in last weekend uh, gave her perspective of what this particular lawyer went out of her way to do, who you need to know was a close personal friend at one time. So this is how nasty it can get. And it shouldn't be. No. So we're going to talk real quick because my picks for Oswego County judge at the family court race because Judge Eby's retiring. Oh, that's right. And we have... You should run, Tina. No, I can't run. I'm not running. Okay. I've got it too. Someday, maybe. I've got too much of an opinion. Um, And plus, I want to be happy. I mean, I mean, do you want the happy judge? I think they wouldn't vote for me for the fact that, guess what? Uh, you already know what my beliefs are. If you'd walk into my courtroom, it'd have to be pretty heavy for me not to say, we're 50, starting 50, off 50-50. Sorry. 50. Yep. You know, come back with Nothing something. Nothing wrong with that. Come back with something other than, you know, he called you a bunch of foul names. Sorry. You know, when when every person in every society and every walk of society and even that one-year-old who knows the F word stops using those types of words, well, don't bring it up in court. Yeah, well, they can't use it and, cu- and talk all cuddly-cuddly and use that, that, that language, and then, and it's okay. But then when they're not together, it becomes hostile, but it's the right. same words. Oh, right. and now it's completely okay. over-the-top insulting. But besides that... So, again, when we're talking about family court judges, Thomas Benedetto, he's running. Remember that name. I know, I know we have limited reach here, but we, we have a podcast going, and we also have... Tom's great, although if his eyes rolled to the back of his head anymore, he'd be seeing backwards, okay? That, that Tom just, he's been there a while. Right, but at least he knows. He's heard it all, and you can watch the eyes roll. You know when you're losing ground with them, because those are going right in the back of the head. But he is listening, yes. and that's what you want. He is listening, and even Judge Nelson, she listens. She's listening. She's trying to be fair. She's listening to all aspects of what's going on. None of that lawyer-injected conflict. No, she. All the judges, they can't you mean get like away when with Tina it. Points at you like that when she talks to you. You mean that kind of cop? I point at you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you okay. want me to do? I love you. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I wouldn't talk. You flailing with your Armenian arm. <laughs> Don't. <She's dancing>. Nah. <laughs> I'm dancing right. <laughs> Tina's not wrong. <laughs> Sometimes I flail if I'm pissed off enough. <laughs> She's not wrong. Oh, we've had some good but times. But you have to have a judge who's willing to hear two lawyers getting loud. Yes, definitely. It's kind of comical, it but is. 
but it can't be an, an invictive way. Like I said, way. Latina and me are either going to laugh or cringe. I don't know which one. But you're going to make your point across. And there's, yes. we, Karen and I both have good experiences with the majority of, with people who are practicing divorce or family law. They, the majority of everybody, they don't want conflict. They're there for the right reasons. And it's, and then you have, I'm saying maybe 1%, they're there for the money. And they know they're going to, they're going to do what they can because we've experienced in the office and Ashley said it that every minute counts and guess what they don't care about making a difference they're there to make money so just remember you know when you're talking to lawyers what what's the reason for being in this area of practice you need to be have somebody who's familiar and experienced in the area please don't go to you know um i don't know Pray for rain. I'm looking at some CD. I'm going to use that person as a name. Pretty Pray Rain that only does real estate and expects them to be competent enough to represent you in a child support matter. They're not going to know what's going on just because they're a family friend, attorney. They need to know what they're doing. It, it, you'll end up with something you never thought you would want, I guess. Go to a foot doctor for a lump on your head. Exactly. But you need to also ask, how long is this person doing it? And, you know, Hiscock Legal Aid, that's a good training ground for some of them. But even with the, those attorneys, they have a spin. They're funded primarily by Violence Against Women's Act. So they are, they are by the verge of the name, anti-men. But they are tasked with representing men. So, I mean, I just noticed from some of them, I mean, once they go out on their own, obviously, they have to represent both sides, but when you're in that type of entity and that's your that's their spin on well, domestic things. violence is going to be a priority. And you know you got to you got to admit, Tina, most domestic violence is perpetrated by men on women, not the other way around. There are the exceptions, and I will disagree with you on that. But statistically, domestic violence is ninety percent women getting beat up. Right, but it's statistic. but 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 the statistic and killed by men. Oh, the, one of the number one causes of death of young women is... Are white men. <coughs> Nobody else, but... Here we go. No, but I'm saying, look, the statistics are... are they're not good statistics because women report, men don't. Well, if men would report... Enough, that's not a bad point. And uh, the New Times did a great article, but back to the run. Yeah. Tom Benedetto for Oswego County Family Judge. He has a level head. You may have had a bad experience with him before, but guess what? Your experience, had. there was a lot of moving parts that created that negative experience. It is not him as a person. He has provided information by people like us, Karen and I, in court, as well as the attorney for the child, as well as information coming to the court from the child. So remember, it's not that you had a bad experience because of X, Y, and Z, because he is that type of person. You're having that experience because of everything else that was going on. Well, I, right? don't, I think the audience listeners that haven't been through it have to understand that going to court is not a pleasant experience. No matter how good your judge is, no matter how good your attorneys are, it is, it is not a touchy-feely, they call it family court, 
but it is not a good experience from the minute you walk in and you're searched by the by you're searched by the attendants you know uh, before you even walk in the courtroom then you go up to an attendant who's like who the hell are you and you know fill out this fill form. out this form I mean the from there's the, no guitar playing with kumbaya no we're not sitting in a circle <laughs> no it is intimidating <laughs> it is intimidating and depressing and negative there's very little of any positive experience and, and that's and that's so it's easier just to go out get drunk and have some sex and just spawn a kid it's mm -hmm. easier to go through with that than it is to face facts and, and have to pay the pauper when things go sideways and you have to go to family court because you made a bad decision you need well if you don't right. want to have family court don't have kids and don't get married and don't get married well you'll no. still if you don't know, I'm saying if you don't have children, right. you're out of family court. Right. If you don't get married, you're not getting a divorce. So, two solutions. You've got to be licensed to be married, but you don't have to be licensed to spawn. That's not that she's advocating for that, but it's just the conclusion you end up coming to. Right, and that then that goes to the the final conclusion. You picked who you wanted to marry. Exactly. So, because you picked that person to marry, that's at the, the end problem. Of, at the end of the day, each of you needs to be respectful and reasonable so and when you have kids together the same thing applies you know domestic the domestic violence issue comes up a lot I've been wanting to talk about this on the show we have a few minutes left and unless Tina you got no, something I want to keep going rolling back to the got to keep stick on topic because I need this whole thing which topic because we're plugging Tom Benedetto my oh. anti pick is Luann Coleman I'm sorry, but ask anybody what's going on with that. People talk about me that I try to do things. Let me tell you, that's one person, and other attorneys are having the same thing. If, if she represents somebody, you know it's either what's coming down the pipe is that person's going to get an order of protection or there's going to be police involvement. It is, it's, it's a complete pattern, and it's ridiculous. And the only <coughs> and time, it ruins people's lives. And 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 if you want a judge who wants to ruin your life, well, there you go. It ruins people's lives. I want to say this about sports figures. I want to do? talk about this because <laughs> we got ten minutes. Talk about domestic violence ruining your life. Okay, this is going on a lot with, as you know, they're public figures. These these. Uh, ba a basketball player, a football player, next thing you know, they're hit with an order of protection and their career is over. Before there's any trial, before there's any hearing, just the, the hint of it, uh, their career is over. Think about that. Oh, and anybody, and, and like... And then if they try to defend themselves, it, it, they just dig in deeper. That's because they're a bad manager. A good manager wouldn't allow some of these Klingons to get anywhere near their client knowing how much money these guys are worth. Exactly. This is a whole yeah, other area but, keepers. of but, lawyers needing to protect people. Okay, let, look, I got to say this. I, I know the people you're talking about yeah. in the professional sports. Yeah. A lot of them aren't very intelligent. No, Just well, because they've been awarded these multi-million dollar contracts. They're not experienced with the educated. system, and they're not experienced. Absolutely, and they think in a way that um, other people that admire this individual for all these goods that he's been awarded because of his talent, um, he really is a non-functioning, in-civilization kind of person. And that goes back to family court. I was just going to turn this over to Tim because of the psychological well, angle on this. Going with the psychological angle, but also looking at the family court point. Because you brought up yes. how easy it is. We're just going to go get an order of protection. Right. 
Here's the interesting fact. Now look at it. If I go to get an order of protection, I'm a guy, nine out of ten times, I am not going to get awarded it. Now, if Tina went down, let's say she's the other party in, in my case, right? And she goes down and says, oh, he hit me. I'm screwed. Yeah. I could have never touched yeah. her. I could have been a state away. And I totally agree. Very rarely do I do this, but I totally agree with Rick on the point of bad management because these guys are, these guys, most, and they are men that I'm talking about, are conditioned to reacting physically in, in, in high-pressure situations. That's what they're supposed to do to perform. So you're, 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 you're pushing these guys and pushing these guys to act physically and act aggressively on the field, on the court. On the, but in the household, if they, if they, you know, blink an eye aggressively, their Give career is... Give a forearm is, shiver or face mask. And, he, and so there's two things going on. There's two things going on. They need counseling, I think, in terms of how to separate their career aggression, the, the need to be have that adrenaline flowing in order to perform at their jobs, and not getting themselves into situations by reacting like that in their personal lives. And I think there's a whole area, and I've, I've talked yeah, about this but before. Go back, but go back, but no. Agreeing but, to get your but, but it goes back <laughs> to family court. Look, if you're talking about a specific demographic and, and just come to face it, they're raised by single parents. Just generally, these players, they're not coming from intact households. They've already been burned by the system. Many whether of them. they went into foster care, whether or not they their parents were involved in drugs, whether or not their parents... And look how many of them themselves are involved with drugs. I mean, how many of these cases, when you're looking at the, the DV rates, are these players also involved in substance abuse issues? Right. And that goes also to the heart, if you want to talk the psychological angle of I, it, th that has a huge impact on it. I mean, they're already of not sound mind. One of the other things that really kind of gets me going is this whole, when dealing with d domestic violence court, so we're going to send the guy to uh, domestic violence training, the, the Be Nice course, that's what I call it. And it's just like a Be Nice order. It means absolutely nothing. Somebody who truly engages in domestic violence, who has that wiring, you're teaching them how to be a better hitter. <laughs> that's all you're doing. That's an amazing, that, that's... And, and when you were saying that it's uh, talking about the domestic violence thing and I, I'm, it's very rare what you're talking about and orders of protection for that type of human doesn't matter female or male you give them an order of protection they don't care they're coming after they're gonna come after you regardless not the money what do you say the money yeah. what was no, that I said it's a piece of paper oh yeah. a piece of paper just like any family court but order. that's why i'm saying if you're already in family court you should be prevented from taking it to the next level going back to what happened this morning yet you already asked for relief in family court or supreme court you do not and you should be prevented from then going back to court and asking for an order of protection or going to file criminal charges bad without management. three other courtrooms. Bad management. Yeah, but it's not bad management. It's it's we're talking about an overhaul of the court system. If you're involved in it, you should not be able to go behind the scenes and forum shop and and forum shop. Well, and, Daddy said no, so I'm going to go ask yeah, Mommy. Exactly. Okay, so that's what we really need to do. So again, well, next week. Tom Benedetto. <laughs> that's right. Please look at what's going on. Ask people whether. You've had a great or bad experience with Tom. Tom has the experience. He's been on the bench. He listens. He's level-headed. He volunteered for mock trial before I took over. He did it for years. He had all the schools involved. So 
don't vote Luann Coleman. Sorry, I'm going to be a negative. Or do your research and do your choice, but vote Tom Benedetto, vote Jeff Shiano, and thank you, Jeff. I mean, thank you, Gregory Oaks. And again, you're listening to Tina Bennett and Karen Kansadian. You can call Karen at 315-724-2900, 724-2900. And I'll do it one more time in case you don't have your pen, 315-724-2900. Or you can call me at my office at 315-407-DADS, 407-DADS. And for Tile with a Style, and you have whatever. You got Rick Foley for Tile with Style. If you want a mood created in your home, let me, let me tell you, he's a designer, not just a tile installer. Call 315-416-2800-416-2800. Thank you to our listeners. Thanks, Greg. Thank you to our listeners. Apisa Regional, thanks, guys, for listening in. Thank you, Justine. Thank you, Ken. We're out. We're out. See ya. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.